morning, everyone. It's such an honour to be able to share this word with you this morning. And I thank you, Pastor Brent, for giving me this opportunity to share and for a wonderful series. I, I'm sure everyone has been enjoying going through Ephesians, yeah? Such a great book of the Bible. So many things that uh, encourage us and challenge us in this book. And I come to you this morning uh, knowing some of you well enough to know that your faith and your love for Christ is greater than mine. I, I come to you this morning um, humbled knowing that. And uh, all I have this morning is to share God's word. And so for that, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you so much thanks for your word. Through your word we, we learn who you are. We are encouraged. We are disciplined. We grow. And so Father, we ask this morning that we would understand it, that your Holy Spirit would guide us in our thoughts, and also in its application. Lord, would your Holy Spirit take this word and transform us so that we could be lives that please you and are worthy of our calling. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I do get this amazing privilege to to share with you this amazing passage. And thank you, Wendy, for uh, reading this for us. I did toy with this idea of just reading this out and then us just sitting here thinking about it. Because it is just such a marvellous passage that I or anyone up here could not really do it true justice. And so I want to encourage you, actually, uh, if if you have already done so, to continue just soaking in this passage. Because this morning I I can just give you little snippets, but I want you to to soak in this and take it all in as much as it has, and it has a lot. So let's just start. And it starts with saying, for this reason... And this is kind of gives you like the structure of where Paul has been, right? So we're here in chapter in verse 14 for this reason. And it started off in the start of the chapter where he says, for this reason. And Pastor Brent preached last week on this, this inside part where uh, from verse 1 to 13, uh, Paul goes on a tangent. So he starts off for this reason and he's about to pray but he sort of goes off on a tangent talking about God's great plan for the church. And now we come to this passage where he comes back to, oh, what I was going to say, what I was going to do was pray. But it has these words, for this reason. What reason? Well, what causes Paul to pray? So here's the interactive part, right? 
I want you to open up your Bibles or get on your app. Right, this is a time where I, it's good to be able to see you do this. And as Mark said, not like this way, because that's probably game playing time. Now, this way, right? So get on your app, get on the Bible, open it up and, and just skim through or read through chapter 2 verses 1 to 22 and pick out what could be the reasons that Paul is driven to pray. Right, just and yell it out. Right? Yell out the verse uh, and the reason that Paul may have to pray. Right? Just go for it. Because of God's love. Where, where do you get that though? 2 4. Right. So 2 4, talking about God's love. Yes, so talking about God's love. Paul is driven to pray. What else? By grace you have been saved. Well, isn't that enough to drive you to, to pray? To know that by grace you have been saved. Yes. So that is one of the reasons that drives Paul to pray. What else? Yes, it's not all good news, right? So, yeah, he talks about how we were in the past. We were dead in our transgressions. We were disobedient. And that just makes the grace so much bigger. So, yeah, that drives Paul to pray. What else? We were correct. Who was that? Oh, the sound desk talks. <laughs> Great. Fantastic. Yes, we were created for good works. And this causes Paul to pray. I've got good works. We have a purpose in life. A God-given purpose. So he, he prays. What else? Vin. We're no longer foreigners or strangers. Once we were foreigners and strangers, but now we have access to God. Wow! What a picture. We were once far away from God, now we were near. And we have access to God himself, the very creator. That drives us to pray. That's a good reason to pray. What else? Have we exhausted it already? Is there more? Yes, what, what was that? Hope. Yes. Yes, we were once without hope. And now you, you are a people of God. You're once without God. Now that you are brought near by the blood of Christ. Fantastic. Is there one more? Is there any more in there? 
Absolutely. Thank you, Gerald. There you go. Verse 12, it's, that's what it, uh, verse 22, it's, that's what it says. In him you are being built together to become a dwelling. This. All right, not, not a building. He's saying you are being built. The church. And he also says that you have now become part of his household. You become part of his family. So all these things that we've just called out, that we've just read, these are the reasons that drives Paul to pray. And these are all great reasons to pray, are they not? And these are all reasons we have to pray. So this is how Paul starts. He says we pray. For this reason I pray. And it's not... You know he's not just going to... This is not going to just be an ordinary prayer. Right? Not that any prayer is ordinary, but he says, I kneel before the Father. I get down on my knees. Or this, whatever's going to come, it's going to be a big prayer, an important prayer. Paul is driven to his knees. He is desperate for God to do something. Now, I've got to be honest with you, many of my prayers are not on my knees. Many of my prayers are kind of casual conversations. There's nothing wrong with casual conversations with God. He enjoys that. He listens to all of that. But this is the posture of Paul because of all those reasons that we've listed. He gets down on his knees and he cries out to God, God, please, And he's going to pray for three things. I'm going to do a bit of a spoiler alert here. Three things he's going to pray for. He's going to pray that we have inner strength. He's going to pray that we understand and grasp how amazing, how big God's love is. That's two. And third, he's going to pray that God would fill us up. They're the three things. And we're going to explore these a little in turn. So the first thing, he prays that he will strengthen you with power in your inner being. In your inner being. Often my prayers, my prayers often uh, ask God to do something external. I see a, a physical need and I pray for a physical strengthening a physical healing, a physical provision of something. Often my default position is I see the man coming down from the roof, the paralysed man coming from the roof and I see nothing but his need to walk and use his hands. And I go, bang, God Pray for this man. I pray that this man would use his legs and his hands. But Paul here, by Jesus our Lord, sees something deeper, a deeper need. He sees the need for our inner strength, a strength from within that is required. For what? Well, he tells us. 
He tells us. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts. Here, Paul is asking that God may give us strength, the ability to take hold of Christ and hang on to him for dear life. To hang on to him. Because you've got to remember, he's talking to the church in Ephesus. He's talking to believers. He's talking to people like us. And he's saying, I pray that Christ would dwell in your hearts. Isn't that already happened? Yes, it has. That he's asking us to have the strength to hold him in there, to stand firm in our faith. We are to be concerned and prayerful for the physical, the external and our circumstances, yes. But not at the expense or the neglect of our internals, our hearts, the condition of our hearts, the condition of our faith. Paul here tackles a key importance of the Christian walk and faith and that is the condition of our hearts that we hang on to Christ, that we keep Christ centre and in our hearts moment by moment, day by day, heartbeat by heartbeat. I want to share with you a a story of this lady in the middle, the lady in black, her name is Tui. Tui is a mother of two, two young boys. Uh, She lives on about, her family lives on an income of about $100 a week. She has been a Christian for about three or four years. She is the only Christian in her family. She is the only Christian in her village. She's the only Christian in her surrounding villages. She lives about 40 kilometres to the nearest church. That's two bus rides and an hour and a half travel one way. She used to go to church with her son. Her son is in grade six until until her husband spoke to her son and said, if you continue to go to church, I will kill your mother. There are many things that we can pray for for Tui. And there are many things that are right and good to pray for Tui. But she needs this prayer more than anything else. That God, she would have the strength to hang on to the faith that she has. That she would keep Christ in her heart. And that she would stand firm in that faith, in the face of all opposition. And as I reflected on this story this week, I 
I then sort of thought about what does this mean for us? And I prayed this for us, especially in the light of what's happened with Essendon and Andrew uh, Thornburn and especially our brothers and sisters on the church or city on the hill. This is the prayer to pray today for us. That Christ, we would have the strength to hold on to Christ. Hold on to him dearly. And Paul goes on to pray. The second point. He then goes on to pray, may we have the power to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Again, it makes me think like why why does Paul pray this for believers? Don't, don't we all as believers already know the love of God? Of course we do. But remember all the reasons again. Remember what's driven Paul to pray this. Once we were dead, but now we're alive. Once we were strangers and foreigners, but now we have access to God. Once we, we were excluded from the promises and without hope, now we are part of the family of God. And all of this, we have all of these things because of the love of God. Not because we've done anything. Not because we've been good. Not because we come to church. But because God loved us and he loves us today. And so for Paul it's critical, it's vital that even for believers to to know, to truly know God's love and to grasp how wide, how high, how deep, how long his love is, how immeasurable God's love is. You know, when I started off, I, I, I thought God loved me this much. But as I, I grow to know God more, I know God loves me this much. And then as I experience life a little bit more and I get to know other Christians, God loves me this much. How much does God love me now? This much. And I see this in your lives. God's love has grown. You have experienced a growing knowledge of God's love. And that's Paul's prayer. And it's beyond just a, a knowledge, an intellectual knowledge of God's love. You know, I could go to a bookshop and I could uh, buy a book 
uh, a biography on Queen Elizabeth. And I could read that book, not that I would, but I could. And I could say at the end of reading that book, I know the Queen. But I wouldn't really. Paul here is talking not about a, a, a knowledge, an intellectual knowledge of God's love. He's talking about a, a real, intimate knowledge and experience of God's love. And he goes, I pray that you would grasp, that you would have the ability, the, the strength, the power to understand, to truly know the love of God and how immeasurable, how extravagant, how amazing God's love is. And I think Paul comes to the conclusion that our understanding and experience of God's love is beyond human ability. I think he gets to the point where he knows and he understands that it doesn't matter how many more letters he writes. It doesn't matter how many more visits he makes to the Ephesus church. It doesn't matter how well he explains God's love to them. They will never get it. It will take God himself to move in their hearts and for them to understand and take grasp of how much God loves them. Why is this so clear to me? Because he's praying. He's on his knees. He's explained how much he already loves us. We read it in verses 1 to 12. And now he's on his knees saying, God, would you get them to grasp how much they, you love them? Because I can't do it. God, you're going to have to move. You're going to have to open their eyes. You're going to have to put your spirit in their hearts. God, would you do that, please? This gentleman in the middle, his name's Tahem, which roughly translated means grandfather see, see with your eyes, which is kind of ironic because he's practically blind. Um, and that's his joke all the time. Every time you meet him, he goes, oh, my name's Tahem, but I can't see. He's, uh, he's in his late 80s. He's had a tough life, as most Isan men do. Um, but he has been a Christian since he was 17. Talk about a man who has held Christ in his heart. And he knows that God loves him. I visited him, visited him during COVID when his family uh, didn't allow him to come to church because of health concerns, and rightly so. 
So I visited him and we shared communion. And very much like Brent did for us last week, uh, we shared communion by just sharing, not bread and juice, we shared it with, uh, with sticky rice and some water. But we shared that and we talked about Jesus. And we shared with one another, encouraged one another, stories of Jesus, just like Pastor Brent did for us last week. And after a while, he started to cry. And I said to him, why why are you crying? And he said, nodding her head. He said, because I know God loves me too much. Too much. I walked away from that visit. Well, I walked into that visit wanting to encourage and and bless this man. I walked away blessed. So often happens, doesn't it, when we go and do something (laughs) for God. (laughs) And I walked away and I prayed to God, God, would you help me to love you? To understand how much you love me as much as Tahen does. Because he knew something I didn't. He knew God's love more than I did. And I wanted that. I wanted that. So we pray, so Paul prays that that we would grasp how big, how immeasurable God's love is for us. This is really interesting. Well, I find it interesting. (laughs) He has this phrase in there. He says, together with all the Lord's holy people. Why? Paul doesn't need to say this. He could just leave this out and we'd be happy to read the whole uh, prayer and go, well, that's a great prayer. But he says, may we grasp, may we have the power together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep Christ's love is. I wonder, I just wonder, is it by God's design? Does Paul know that we get to understand and experience Christ's love better when we're together, when we're part of church. I wonder if we are not part of church, not part of the body of Christ, that we then miss out, that we miss out on how big God's love is. I wonder For those who are online, if you are 
physically able to come to church, I encourage you to come. I encourage you to come. And if you're watching this from far away from Roeville, find a local church to be part of. Be part of your local body of Christ and experience God's love and show God's love. I just wonder. This is a picture of the church in Rasi Saleh. It's a church that we partner with. It is one of two churches amongst the people of about a million. There's about 35 people in this church. The other church is no bigger than this. (laughs) So that gives you the proportions of Christianity and Buddhism in this place. But as I read this prayer and as I soak it up, my prayer for them as a church, as a body of Christ, as a body of gathering believers, I pray that they would grasp together how big God's love is. And as I think about RBC, that's my prayer too. That together you would grasp and know and experience how amazing God's love is. And I also, um, I know some of you are going through a difficult time. I know some of you are suffering. And I know many of you are walking with, with people who are suffering. This prayer speaks to us as well. Because when you are suffering and walking with someone else who's suffering, that's when doubts can come in, right? That's when fear enters. That's when discouragement increases. And that's exactly what's going on in in the church in in Ephesus. They're seeing Paul suffer and they're starting to doubt and they're starting to worry. And we see that actually in verse uh, 12 of Ephesians chapter uh, chapter 3. And Paul says to them, I don't want you to be discouraged because of my suffering. And then he prays this. Then he prays, may you grasp how big, how wide, how long, how deep God's love is. So for those who are hurting, I pray for you that you may grasp, may you cling to, may you hold on to the fact that God loves you and know how much he loves you. The third thing that Paul prays for is that you may be filled to the measure 
of all the fullness of God. Just sit on this for a moment. Just soak this verse in. That you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. I'll try and paraphrase this. He's praying that we would grow to be more and more like Christ each day. He's praying that we would become who we already are. That'd be a great title for a series of sermons, wouldn't it? He's praying that we would become holy as he is holy. I I come to this passage and it's so clear to me that I'm so far from this. I'm so far from being filled to the full measure of Christ. Just ask my mum. I fall so short. I sin. I get angry. I lose it. I don't do things that that please God all the time. That's not the question for me. My my, my question when I, I get to this verse is, Do I desire this? Do I want this more than anything else? Do I want to be filled to the fullest measure of the fullness of God? I have to pray that I need, I want to want this. Filled to the fullest, full measure of all the fullness of God. Does, does my prayer life reflect my desire for this? If I was to look at my prayer life for the last week, for, and in, in that week I've been studying this passage, right? This should be like really like, oh, the top of my prayer list. But man, it's not. How much do we want this? How much do I pray this for myself? And how much do I pray this for my brothers and sisters? This lady in black, her name is Jai, which means heart. She's an extraordinary lady because one day she came out of the blue and walked into the local church in Rasi and said, I want to know about Christianity. That never happens. That never happens. In Nissan, no one one even knows where a church is. No one walks in and says, I want to know about 
Christianity. Well, she wanted, really what she really wanted to know was the rules and regulations that you guys follow. What she really wanted to know was, does this new sort of religion, does it give me what I want out of life? Is it better than Buddhism? Does it produce better results? Well, we've been slowly sharing Jesus with her. We haven't been sharing rules and regulations, we've just been sharing Jesus. And we've been praying. We've been praying that she would be filled to the fullness of Christ. And on the Sunday we left for Australia, she gave her life to the Lord. And my prayer still is today that God would continue to fill her up to the full measure of Christ. It's a beautiful prayer. Why don't we pray that more? And then Paul at the end, he prays and ends his prayer Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is in work within us, to him be the glory in the church. That's interesting. And in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. By the time you read this, as I have, I, I, I go, is Paul just dreaming? Is, is he asking God too much here? You know, he's asked God that we would be strengthened in our inner self so that we could cling to Christ, that Christ would dwell in our hearts. And, he, and he's prayed that we would grasp how big, how wide, how long, how deep God's love is. And then he has the audacity to pray that we would be filled with the fullness of God. Is he just asking too much? And Paul says, no. Because you don't even come close. Because God is able to provide an answer more than we can ask or imagine. More, God is able to deliver on my prayers more than I have the boldness or the willingness and the desire to pray. That's the honest truth. God is able and he's willing. And so imagine... Imagine what it would be like if we prayed for one another in this way. Imagine what would happen if we prayed for our young adults. Maybe they're also over here, yes. I'm not just, you know. For our young adults to, to have the ability, the strength to hang on to Jesus in their hearts. Maybe then we would see less young adults walking out of church. 
Maybe then we'd see less older adults leaving the church. Imagine what would happen if we prayed this and we got a growing understanding of how God loves us. And we were just filled with that day. Wow, my mind has just been blown because my, my, my understanding of God's love for me has just gone through the roof today. Imagine if that was top of my, 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 my thoughts that day. What would happen? Imagine if we, we grew in understanding of God's love together as a church. Or we looked for ways to do that. We desired that. Imagine what it would happen if I became fuller in the fullness of God. Imagine how good this talk would be. Oh, thank you. Wait till an hour later, okay? Can you imagine? Let's stop imagining. Let's let's pray. Let's pray that God would do this. And so that's what we're going to do. I'm going to get Pastor Brent to lock the doors. No, I'm joking. We're going to get into groups. Whatever groups are comfortable with, maybe people around you or maybe you think, oh, I'm going to go sit over there and over there. Whatever you do, just get into groups and pray. Maybe there's something in this prayer that Paul prayed today that you just go, I'm going to pray this for the person next to me. I'm going to pray this for myself. Let's, Let's do this. Okay? And then I want to encourage you like, to continue doing that. All right? Just to continue doing that. Maybe for this week. Maybe for the month. I don't know. It's not a church program. I didn't get permission to do this. All right? um, but wow, imagine what would happen if we prayed this for one another. So let's go. Let's just break up in, in prayer. And then when I hear kind of silence and it seems like people are all done praying, I'll, I'll just close it off and, and then we can have the band back up and, and we'll sing. Go. We thank you, dear God, that you hear our prayers. That you love to listen to our prayers. Lord, may... May our prayers be shaped and moulded and guided by your word. And we thank you, dear God, for these words of Paul, this prayer of Paul. What a challenge for our prayer life. What a challenge for our Christian walk. Father, we, we thank you, Lord, for Jesus Christ. We thank you, dear God, that he loved us so much that he gave up his life for us. While we were still your enemies, while we were still far from you, we thank you, dear God, 
that your grace, your grace saves us. Father, may may we have the strength, the inner strength to to hang on to Christ, to to not let go, especially living in in a world that puts the pressure That, that, that speaks of, of Christianity and our love for Christ to be wrong. Lord, may when the temptation comes to cave in, Lord, may we have the strength to hold on to you. And Father, may we grasp, may we take hold, may we understand and have a growing understanding of your love for us. Lord, we need your help to understand that. We, we need you to, to open our eyes and open our hearts to see what you're doing and what you have done. Oh Lord, we, we want to know how much you love us even more than what we already know and experience. We want more of you. We want all of it. And Father, would you fill us? Would you help us to be what you intended us to be? Would you help us to be your sons and daughters? Would you help us, dear Lord, to be filled to the fullness of of you? And Lord, would you would you change us? Help us, dear Lord, uh, to, to endure and to continue in prayer. Not, help us, dear Lord, not to cease in praying for these things, for these things that are of vital importance. Help us, dear Lord, day by day to be reminded, to pray for one another, to pray for our brothers and sisters. that we would understand and know you more. Because you are a God who is able and willing to answer these big, extravagant prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.